Hello, hello, and welcome to this new episode of the Only 52 podcast. I am the sole creator and sole host of this podcast, Joe Schrummer. Uh, if you will excuse me, Joe, right here, I have the contract that we signed in 20, what it, 20. whenever we did this podcast. And uh, it says that I actually own all $3 that we've made off of doing this podcast. How dare you? We can actually cash out now. Oh, we can? Awesome. <laughs> This is a show where we talk about comics from the new to the old to Caleb. When did this come out? I'm assuming it's new. Usually the indie stuff you bring me is pretty new. Yeah. It, 2022 was last year. I almost, said, I almost said 2020. Everything is just 2020 in my mind now. So we're talking about an, an indie comic. Indie then published under another indie label. Well, yeah. So we're talking about Public Domain by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, he is the sole creator except uh, Rachel Stott. Except uh, not. Well, Rachel Stott was art an art assistant on the only the last issue. Oh wait, um, he did everything else. Yeah. Huh. So and he originally published this on his Substack, I think the first two, and then it was I think that was kind of an experiment on his end to kind of like feel out other forms of like financing and getting interest, and because you know it's Chip Zdarsky, it got interest, and so then he went to Image to publish the rest of it. Yeah. I don't know all the details because I'm not subscribing to anyone's Substack. If I did, it might be Chip Zdarsky's, but. Not Tenian, not your boy? Uh, man, maybe. I don't know. There are a lot of people who theoretically I would subscribe to, but I'm not going to dive into Substack because I already have too many. What's the opposite of a revenue stream? <laughs> uh, a spending stream? Yeah, I, sure. I have too many spending streams already. So what's Public Domain about, Caleb? Public Domain is the story of this family. You, know, <laughs> you said family like <laughs> family. Can you believe it? Um, you know, two sons and their dad. Their dad was the artist on uh, a comic book called Domain, which was is now the biggest uh, kind of franchise IP in the world. Um, but their dad doesn't really get any royalties or any credit for what he did. He gets flown out to the premiere and gets a couple grand every time they make a movie. Um, but other than that, he's, you know, he's kind of overlooked, especially, um, especially in favor of the writer of domain, who is kind of this old crotchety, uh, man who, you know, is just kind of cashing in on all the, all the money he's made off of domain. But then one day they find out that there, uh, there's an old contract and their dad is the sole owner of domain. And so it becomes this whole thing where the brothers and the dad are going to try to figure out what the best course of action is. Should they take on this huge, uh, this huge, you know, multimedia company? Should they just kind of let it slide? And of course, the brothers have their own, uh, their own shenanigans going on. It's a commentary, also being whipped around with uh, family, not even drama. I would say because family drama. I think of We Write Titans where there's just like fighting going on. This is more just like trying to figure out like family therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There definitely is some conflict here. Yeah. But it's not it's not a knockout. They're not or, at each other's throats all the time. Yeah. In, in general, it's a pretty supportive family. Yeah. That just has a lot of baggage. Yeah. Like most families. Exactly. I'm, I'm eager to talk about the story of this with you. Uh, but first, we have an art section to go through. We've talked about Chip Zdarsky and his art before. 
um, also with an image book, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. yeah. Sex criminals. Sex criminals. Um, well, he's back here again. Um, and I think he's a little stiffer than last time. You know, I, I'm going to chalk this up to being a webcomic. I've, I've been diving a little bit more into webcomics just for my own, like, education. And I, they, I don't want to generalize, but it feels like, and maybe this is because of, like, the time that the people have to put it out. It seems like there's a lot less emphasis on making, making the panels have depth. Yeah. Um, it's funny you said that because I, not knowing that this was Stubstack original. Oh, you told me it was released on Substack. I I didn't know if that meant like I didn't realize that meant web comic essentially. I mean, because I was mind, reading it, I was reading it, and I was like, yeah, this looks like a web comic. Well, yeah, because in my mind, like, what what's a web comic? What's a comic book? Were you originally supposed to read it on a on a device? Yeah, and that's why we get like the white gutters and like the a, a kind of more. I don't want to say I don't want to say formulaic layouts, but layouts that definitely are not catered to the page as much as they are to a web page. I, I would, yeah. I, I this is gonna sound worse than formulaic, boring layouts, like where it's just like, yeah, these are layouts. Yeah, yeah. These <laughs> by, are by the definition of the word, these are in fact layouts. Well, and it's interesting because it's one of those things. the The white gutters is such an interesting thing about web comics because then. A lot of times people can just turn the whole page into the panel and it, it kind of changes up how you see how you see the reading it from top to bottom. Uh where in you know comic books you usually start with kind of a Z shape. But I think because Chip Zdarsky didn't start doing web comics, he started doing, you know, traditional comics, he's still kind of stuck in that Z shape. So I don't want I don't want this to come off as like we're harping on Chip because I think he, I think he's a great artist. Usually, I just think that it's clear he has he he's coming from this one background, and more modern artists who got their start on the web are more suited to laying out their pages. It's not bumming me out because, like, I'm like, okay, this isn't like a very art centric book. Like the art being so stiff and not much like dynamicism going on does not take away from it because it's not a very it's a it's a very laid-back story Mm -hmm. it it is more of a wordy story than it is an art based story so like it's it's kind of boring to read at points or look at not read um but it's it's not it's weirdly not taking it back from it i think from an analytical place we can say you read an image yeah um I think I think there are two things. So in general, there are definitely some like I don't think the the panels have much depth. There's a lot of like you know just flat backgrounds. Uh, the layouts are kind of boring. But I will say Chip Zdarsky is doing two things well. He's drawing his characters really well. They have a lot of personality. They have a lot of expression. He's a character guy, and these characters are still good. Um, in line with you know anything he did in Sex Criminals, and. I think that he uses scale really well when he's trying to land a punchline, especially at the end of issues, especially issues one and four. Um, issue four, this character is flying back because he's going to try to confront the company that owns Domain. And, you know, it's, it's a punchline where he's just ranting about, like, why he's going back to New York. And he asks the other guy, he's like, oh, it's because of, my, you know, I have my daughter there. And he goes, cuts to the outside of the plane. And he's like, my f- oh, yes, family's very important. 
that's a very funny panel to me because it's now like it was really close up on this guy. Now it's zooming out and showing like the scale of how like small he is while he's trying to like have kind of reel back his anger. I think that's really funny. Um, I just wish that maybe we got more stuff like that than just, you know, one panel, two panel, three panel, four panel. Mm-hmm. I don't have much else to say on the art. You're right. You're right. This is much more a book about like what the characters are saying to each yeah. other. So let's go into our positives on what these characters are saying. I think for the first good bit of it, I love how grounded it is and how, yeah, grounded. That's, that's the perfect word. I was about to say like stripped down, but no, it's just, it's just a very grounded story for the most part. And, um, I, I love the, the character drama that goes on for the first, uh, little bit. Mainly between, mainly between, uh, what's they're all dallas's that's yeah. their family name i forget what i forget what like the first names are father dallas and primary son dallas yeah i'm trying to look real quick because uh but i only have the fifth issue here and like the character names are established so they're not really they're not really saying their names father dallas they're they're all very generic names miles is the son's name i still need father we'll call him father I'm not going to look anymore. Okay, no, your turn. Oh, uh, what, what was your point? Sorry. Oh, I just love all the character drama that's going on at first. There, there's, it's, it's, it's so grounded for the first little bit. Yeah. I like the relationship between the brothers a lot um, because one is this kind of you know, very laid back kind of dude who he, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a bum kind of has a job, but not really interested in like keeping it or stability which is a fun contrast to Miles, who is just very high strung. Um, and we find out why. There's, there's a reason why he's so high strung eventually, um, but just seems to like really have a chip on his shoulder for some reason. And it's interesting to see them interact with each other because they're so different. Mm-hmm. I really, I just like the dad in general. He's a, well, some stuff I like about him, some stuff I hate about him. He's fun. He's fun for the most part, though. I'm kind of like rooting, tooting right beside him because he's he's like he's kind of burnt out, but he still has a, just a lot of love for the work he did. He seems like a very kind person. Yeah. Who lets that kindness maybe, you know? Oh, he lets a bit. He lets he lets himself get pushed around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, let's just name all the family members. I like the mom. She's the one who gets the least amount to do here. But she balances really well. It's like, hey, I'm here for whatever decision you make. But also, I think you're being stupid right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's a very refreshing uh, look where they could have easily just gone where she's just supportive or she's just nagging. And a lesser comic will have gone into either of those spots. But this has a little bit more nuance with how it handles her. Yeah. I, this is going to be one of those episodes where I'm going to, the the stuff I'm gonna rail on is gonna make me make make it seem like I hate I don't like this comic. I got some big issues with it, but overall I really enjoyed it. And I can't really put into words the stuff I enjoyed the most because it's just like I liked when this happened. I like when this happened. That's kind of the I this Chip Zdarsky did a very good groundwork and I, I love the groundwork and uh most of the establishing stuff they he built up around it. Um it's just gonna be easier to voice my positives with the negatives mm. in contrast. Well, uh, okay. Let me, I, 
I like the premise of this book a lot. Um, you know, we've joked a lot about how artists and writers don't get enough uh, credit compensation, you know, whatever it would be. And obviously it's better than it was back when like to sign out your Marvel check, you also were signing off the rights, the rights to the character. Yeah. Like it's obviously better than that, but it's still, you know, it's still a problem today, especially with as this tackles characters being in multi-million dollar movies. I think that's a really interesting thing to explore within the medium of comics. I don't think it's something that Zdarsky could have done outside. Like he definitely couldn't have done it with the big two, even if they published stories like this. I am wondering what his relationship with these big two are with this comic. Well, you know, with this, I think you can, I obviously it's good because he's writing Batman right now. Yes. He's writing the biggest superhero. So I think, but I think that is why he, started this on Substack one because it's not a genre thing it's very domestic mm-hmm. uh which i love but you know it's harder to sell and two I, man it would be hard to go to a studio and be like hey i want to do this image is a little different because they were obviously founded on the on the idea that you own your own creations but still it's you know it's it's an interesting commentary on comics that hasn't been tackled enough within the medium i think there are a lot of movies about movies there's a lot of songs about songs. I don't think there are a lot of comics about comics. No. There's a lot of comics and stuff about the creation of comics, but not stuff that goes into like the law. Yeah. Like yeah. And like the history of it. All. Yeah. I like that even though that is what it's bringing to the table and that is what's unique about it. That's not what the characters are all spinning off of. Like I said, Miles has his own thing going on. And you get into the you get into the backstory with that and how it's affected his life in the present and then the future, or not the future, the present and the past, and how his dad's related to that. That all gets into some really interesting stuff. Where even if this comic book wasn't about kind of this meta commentary on comic books, it would still function as a story. Mm-hmm. Also, Chip Zdarsky's a funny writer. I really appreciate his sense of humor. He is pretty all right gotta expand on that uh you know i i there's there's places where it's like oh they're pretty funny or something like that i'm like i guess so humor is extremely subjective he i didn't cringe at what he said so i guess it's pretty all right because most of the times when they're like it's a funny writer i'm like "Mm, that means i'm not gonna like any of these jokes see the thing is i don't even feel like i there there are definitely times when he is making intentional jokes yes i think where I find him funniest is just he like has a natural humor and how he writes his characters. I think is uh, pretty entertaining, especially the guy, the writer of Domain. I think how he is treated just has some good natural humor to it. Mm-hmm. I this is getting into a whole other thing. I just don't think comics themselves lend themselves to like humor as a medium very well. I don't know that part in the first issue when it shows a it shows a newspaper and it says man. Uh, ho, ho, it's like man who was attacked by a dog finds new lease on life and then his quote is that I'm gonna kill all dogs that's pretty funny yeah yeah it, it's okay I like the part where it's like oh he's wearing that suit again what do you mean oh it's his elbow like, like that, yeah. was, that was funny but yeah I don't know it's not I think funny I think haha not huh. hmm I don't know yeah I guess I rarely laugh at loud out laugh out loud at things unless it's something a friend says um like when i'm watching a movie or something or like listening to stand up even i don't usually laugh 
sound like a very sad person. No, because I still find it funny. <laughs> it's like how I don't cry at movies that often, but they still make me feel things. Yeah. Okay. You want to flip the page into negatives? Yeah, I can start. I know you're a you're you're jump you're chomping at the bit. But uh, it's the sound of my teeth. <laughs> it's a, probably chomp, un- chomp, chomp. unpleasant sound on Mike. Um, I'll say biggest problem here, and I think there are definitely some issues with as this goes on. But I think the biggest problem I have here is that Chip Zdarsky leaves some story on the table here. And I think that for a story like this, you need to have a nice tight resolution. Yeah, that's that's not one of my bigger things, but it's definitely an issue where issue four comes around and the, like it's we're still expanding on stuff and mm-hmm. they don't issue five just kind of ends and it's like it's kind of doing it on like a hopeful note but it's like uh, i think we need to wrap everything up a little more a little nicer yeah the bow the bow functions but it could it could come undone really easily it's 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 a bow but like you also had to use like three pieces of wrapping paper so you can see like you can see the gift underneath it because it wasn't wrapped completely I feel like you're subtweeting my gift wrapping skills. No, I'm I'm terrible at wrapping gifts. <laughs> Mine are usually more. Uh, there's an excess of wrapping paper, <laughs> but okay. One of my biggest things I, that I have a problem with this is um, so Miles' whole character thing is based around like he can't hold a job. He's like his his parents are always having to bail him out. And how do they shut on the modern day by having it be like ah yes the two rough em tough em gambling debt. People are coming to get them, and for for such a grounded story, this is like this is this is so silly. <laughs> it takes me out of it so much. Like I know this exists, but like you, I feel like there 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 could have been a much more uh, subtle and just like I don't know way that fit in more with this world than oh no, I'm being assaulted and I show up to my brother's place so he can beat him up and uh, yep, sixty k that's gonna get him off my back. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I think that the the resolution with those characters doesn't quite work for me. I think maybe that's the only part of the book where I'm like, okay, Chip, you're maybe being a little bit too a little bit too funny here for your own good. But man, gambling debts are a scary thing because like they can happen to anyone and they can get you into a lot of trouble. They are, but it's not like it just doesn't really fit the tone of this story. Like I feel like something that would have fit it more, especially with the background where they're when like uh in issue 5 when it's showing uh Miles's graduation and stuff and they talk about bailing him out or whatever. I, it could have been something as simple as like he's he's so in debt with like credit card and stuff like his homes are getting foreclosed on or something like that. I feel like that but, I don't know, I feel I feel like that just like but the problem, hits a little harder. I think I think you couldn't do that though, because like the problem is it does and and they talk about this here is that it is like an actual problem. Like like it's an addiction. If it was just credit card debt, if he had just like mismanaged his funds or however, you know, he would have a little bit more culpability. I think what's what works about his character is that he blames himself for this and for getting him in this situation. And he definitely has made bad decisions, but like it's also something that he doesn't have as much control over. I don't understand what you mean. He doesn't so, have control over it. Well, okay, yeah. It, it's like so, I think you have equal control over what you put money in for what you gamble, and then equal control of what you take not, out of like a credit card. Not if it's an addiction, though, because if it's it's an addiction, then it's a mental health problem. 
And like, and it's one of those things where you still have responsibility and I'm not trying to absolve like, you know, people of that and you can still get yourself into trouble, but it's a different level. Like you don't need to go like seek therapy because you spent too much on your credit card. You may, you might need to go find a financial advisor, but like his problem here is that he has a compulsion and that like, it's not, it's not necessarily that he's irresponsible. It's that his brain functions differently <laughs> than it should. It would be like getting mad at someone because they have depression. I mean, you could easily, I guess. Because <laughs> depression is also one of these things that can get you in really bad spots and can make it hard for you to hold down a job and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily get you being visited by, like, like you know, goons, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> Maybe some people's depression does. I don't. The goons threw me off, and it just, it, especially with it's all oh, it's gambling debts. I you're maybe maybe it's stuff I glossed over. I don't know if the, that the book went into enough like detail on that to make me sympathize at that level for gambling debts of like how that affects Miles more so than the physical side of the repercussions of it. I mean, I think this is more just. Oh no, this is this is gonna make me sound like a jerk. This just sounds like you don't know a lot about like gambling addiction i understand how gambling addiction works i'm not sure because like i'm not anyway they don't i don't think you're missing stuff in the on the page yeah well that, that's that's what i'm getting at is like i i understand how gambling addiction works there's not enough in here that makes me think that gives me the sense of him having a gambling addiction other than the he's deep in gambling i think that's enough like Especially because it's not like it just goes out and like gives you a character card. It's like Miles is a is a gambling addict. Blah blah blah. It's like no, it goes back in time. It shows you how it affected him then, and now it's showing you how it affects him now. He and his brother have a conversation about it. This is an interesting. I feel like it's just telling me more than it's showing me it, though. I feel like yes, he has gambling addiction, but there's nothing on the page that's actually t- like giving it to me. Okay, All right. We're just gonna have to disagree there because I think yeah. the, I think the flashback is enough to to show it to you also i think you can i think show don't tell is doesn't always apply i don't i think i'm not saying it doesn't it doesn't not apply here but i I just think it's like it's 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 that thing of the goon the goons threw me off and so it's taking away from the rest of the story the goons are very sarcastic and goofy i think that's that can be their problem I, I like the I like that's a gambling addiction. It's not, you know, something else. I'm not crazy about the resolution with how they handle the legal stuff. No, don't I like wish. That. And you know, maybe this is me being a nerd. And obviously, you know, this is a story more about the family than it is the legal stuff. I just want there to be more, like, actual focus on the litigation. I want to see the litigation. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more interesting. And maybe if you showed me and you showed me that process and everything. I would be more fine with the decision it came to. Um, I don't think that the decision the company makes here is one that one of the big two would make. No, never, <laughs> never, never. And it's it's like it's like I said, leaving story on the table. It's like this is this is an interesting step for the story to take, but the story's ended. So unless he's coming out with public domain issue six, which you know maybe he has an idea for it, I'm not. I can't give this that much leeway for what's kind of a ridiculous ending for what was a pretty grounded story. Yeah. 
while we're, while we're on the topic of the ending, it's just, it's so like, yep, and everything's going to be good from here. And it's like, well, they're only getting bankrolled for a year. <laughs> and we'll see if they just crash and burn immediately after this. I mean, I am fully ready to have a happy ending to a story, to have this be kind of like a, uh, kind of like a narrative way of doing justice to all these creative people who weren't treated well by publishers before. However, I don't think this is how you do it. I don't think this is a happy ending. This is a hopeful ending. Yeah, which has I you know that's a good way of pointing it. Happy ending is like it. is like definitive. This is like maybe <laughs> which is also fine. I just don't yeah. think I I think it just kind of like with the way this doesn't end it, it 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 doesn't so much wrap it up as more of it's just like it's it's like a train just on tracks that's going to keep going but it's like mm, i this i think this needed a more definitive ending i think i think i keep calling him chip i shouldn't do that because we're not friends i think zadarsky wants to do more than just have like the easy solution of characters get a lump sum lump sum of money that being said i think that where he goes with it yeah, it's. I I think you're right. It's a hopeful ending, but it's also not a believable one. It's also just not an ending. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's an, it's an ending in the sense that the story's over. But it's the, the, the... it's an ending in the sense that Miles is reconnected with his family, like that fully. They're going into business together and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, he he got he dug himself out of the hole. Well, his dad dug him out of the hole with the gambling debts and all that the rights issue and all that stuff doesn't feel fully resolved. Yeah. Everything, everything about with how <laughs> the, the settlement happened. I was just like, why even bring up the fact that this, there could be a trial at this in the beginning. Cause this just feels like a, uh, all right, here's one, here's one way to get through this story, this plot point. Well, yeah. And the idea that like, I think, I think no matter what you should end this story in a settlement, because I think yeah, 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 yeah. that that's more interesting. You can have more drama there. But also, the scene of the settlement is the brothers having a conversation on the roof while everything happens off panel. Exactly. Which is a little disappointing. Like, I can even show me, just show me what happens in there. And I'm more happy with it. I, as it is, I don't know how this goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, what's, what's the girl? Tess? She's the assistant. Yeah, she's the assistant to the writer of Domain, who is the one who sends a contract because she's a fan mm-hmm. of of the artist. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to find it. Anyway, what did you want to say about? Oh, her? I just think she should have come back into the story. I think her coming back into the story uh, takes more away than it adds to. I think her being a nice inciting incident's fine, but I don't think she needed to be like a fully a full character. I want to have some resolution with her, but then, you know, nothing really has that much resolution yeah. here. So I'm fine with her coming back. You know, I just, this is weird. This is like the opposite of, you know, we were talking about We Ride Titans, and it's one of those things where We Ride Titans, you want to just have more issues so that they can explore. Here, I think you can do this story in five. I just, I want an actual resolution. I think well, it's 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 the same thing of like more issues. I think would help it, but Rear Titans thing was that it it ended definitively, 
but I felt like there was more time in the middle they could have grossed this out. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they just need more more pages to wrap it up. <laughs> um, uh, Tanya is the character. Tanya. Well, I do really like uh, if I can slip back into positives real quick is that the beginning of issue five has a really nice parallel between Miles when he was younger and Tanya when they were younger, younger, and how both of them kind of both of those scenes kind of show different perspectives on comic books. I think that's really interesting. And I think mm-hmm. that's what Tanya brings to this world is that she is the fan. And especially because yeah. like everyone who writes comic books nowadays was a fan of them at some point. Um, where You hope so. <laughs> yeah, some people aren't. Some people just stumble into it. Some people just want to make money. But, you know, the majority of people, especially like the Chip Zdarsky's, grew up reading comics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they want to do that. Um, which I think is an interesting, uh, interesting contrast to like, you know, the the like generation that would have made the domain in this world, which were like the people starting out the industry. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Jack Kirby's, if you will. She works as a parallel. I just don't think she works as a full character. Well, yeah, she disappears for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe if she had been more consistent, it would have worked a little bit better. Yeah, the whole ending of this just feels super hand wavy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yep, and everything's getting wrapped up nicely. The crazy comic book fan who comes to the door, yep, he's a multimillionaire, I guess. Yeah, that's very Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, don't like it. <laughs> lazy um, story starts out really strong and then just kind of gets lazy at the end. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, and then there's the thing with the writer where he's like, he hears that they're going to make domain comics again, so he decides he's going to go back and make his own but then he finds out that no one likes him. And I'm like, is this supposed to be a resolution? I don't know. Is this supposed to be him getting his comeuppance? Because I got the impression from the other four issues that he wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Uh, he, you talk about Tanya not coming back. In my mind, he's the one who definitely shouldn't have come back. No, he shouldn't. He should. Well, he's also, he, he, they're both connected in the same way. But Tanya felt more more of a character to me like he feels he feels even less of a thing to where he's more of like a like a stand-in we, yeah yeah you know. i um, mean this whole thing's like a commentary so he he just feels like tanya feel feels at least original he just feels like oh yep he's just a person real life that they're using yeah but i'm also not quite sure if it's supposed to be a specific person i, I don't know or not but i think overall with public domain it works as a love letter to comic book mm-hmm. creators. And I really like I like the family stuff here and I like the first half of the legal stuff. Yes. But I was pretty disappointed when with issues 4 and 5. Um because I hadn't read those uh until I brought it on. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing that it didn't. I still think it's a good comic book. I just wish yeah. I and maybe if Zdarsky did make like another t- five issues following up the story, maybe then it would feel better. Yeah. Starts out strong sputters problem with a lot of things. People don't know how to end things. Th- this less in the sense of it, it doesn't know how to end and more. It just doesn't know how to have an ending. Yeah. I do think what you said about being a hopeful ending, I do think would appeal to people and, you know, call to action for the episode. If the if you've read this story and you really like it, I'd love to hear a more positive take on it than 
or more positive take on the ending because I do think we've been. Yeah, I was like, we have a positive take on it. Yeah, yeah, but, but more positive take on the ending. I think that would be fun, fun to hear about because I haven't really heard anyone talk about this comic. Um, I probably never will ever again. Hey, isn't it? Wouldn't it be ironic if we got like, we got like FanDuel to sponsor this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll like commentary on the Marvel stuff, the movies. Oh everything. yeah, I forgot about that. I yeah. do really like the the when he's interviewing the actor. Yeah, just everything about that. I'm like, God, comics are the modern day mythology. Oh. I, I was having a conversation with my sister the other day. I was just like, man, I was one of the like six years ago. I was the guy. It's like superhero fatigue isn't real, and I was like, and then yesterday I was like, superhero fatigue isn't real. But all these movies are the same, and I'm fatigued. Yeah, well, no, my 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 bitter uh, take on it is once we lost the X Men, there's no real need for Marvel to uh, try to innovate mm-hmm. because they have no one to compete against. Hey, you need a you need the third pole. Five new DC movies that aren't gonna happen. <laughs> Oh, I think each one will happen. And I, no, no, no. I think two will happen. This this happened like 10 years ago where they announced all these movies and then the first couple happened and then DC executives got, got frantic when money wasn't made, when stuff wasn't breaking records every single time and so do, stuff would get axed. Do we want to go into this? Sure. Okay. It's, it's No other episode would have the like... Okay, no, no. So Swamp Thing, I, Swamp Thing's up in the air. And theoretically, that's the one I should care the most about, but I don't care about any of these. So. What, what, what amazes me is that they're doing a Swamp Thing movie. That guy just had a TV show got, they got immediately axed. Yeah. They keep and, and had a movie like in the 90s yes. that didn't do well. <laughs> Swamp Thing is a really good character that they cannot adapt for a mainstream audience. I don't think... I mean, this, this is the problem with the movies. and This is the whole, whole big problem with the movies. Is that general as a general audience thing, it may it makes the most sense to have like these solo movies and and then like and then you know you can have the character in them, but it, it you know you want to see them in their own movie. Swamp Thing just does not work as his own movie. I feel like he would work better as a sporting character, but Lord knows there's not gonna be a Justice League Dark live action movie. That's true. I mean Swamp Thing Swamp Thing can be in his own story. He I've can. Read, I just don't think it's gonna be good. <laughs> no, I've read enough Swamp Thing comics where I'm like, ah, you could you could adapt this for the movie, but the movie would just be too weird for a mainstream audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with my thing, it's like okay, uh, the other four, uh, what well, is Superman, Bat Brave Family, the yeah, Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, and uh, was it Booster Gold? That was the TV show. That was the show. TV show. Who knows? Okay, those four. Or those three. I'm looking them up. Uh, I, I know the TV show's more for some reason because there's also the stupid Themyscira one where I'm like... Paradise oh. Lost, but it's before Wonder Woman exists. <laughs> it's like, what? Listen, I've and been, they described it as a Game of Thrones-esque. I've been getting, <laughs> I've been getting into like the Olympus side of the DC universe, which is the Wonder side, whatever it's called. Because I think Trial of the Amazons was an interesting event and I liked... I like the Wonder Girl book, or I like the idea of the Wonder Girl book. But man, nothing makes me want to tune out more than saying it's a Game of Thrones style thing. Yep. <laughs> um, the authority. Okay. It's the Wildstorm characters. 
<laughs> okay, I'm just gonna spoil it, Joe. I I've had the first volume of Authority sitting on my shelf ready to bring on the com bring in oh, the really? podcast for a while. I want to read it, so maybe my opinion will change. But there is nothing more unappealing to me today in this world than seeing the Authority because I am so tired of seeing superheroes, but not actually. Yeah, I. The Warren Ellisification yeah. <laughs> of superheroes is so exhausting to me. The boys, let the boys do it. Let Invincible do it. But if you are the owners of like the most recognizable paragons of the superhero genre, just give me those. Yeah. But also, I say that, it also sounds super boring to just have the Bat family trotted out and then another attempt at making Superman with the wrong person writing it. Yeah. And a Supergirl movie where like, I don't have a problem with Supergirl. That's such a confusing character where it's like, I know they're adapting a straight comic, but it's like, where does she fit into all this? Like here's, here's why they're doing a Supergirl movie. They're doing a Supergirl movie because they want to have a, uh, a female fronted movie on their on, on their, their roster yeah. but they they're too scared to do wonder woman because yeah. they, then it gets into the whole Snyderverse: do we reboot do we not sort of deal supergirl i've been wanting to read that tom king run this might get me to do it it might get me to read the comic it's probably not gonna get me to watch the movie though yeah maybe uh, they got the they got the wrong guy helming this. This is the same. This is the exact same. The, the difference is people like James Gunn. This is this is the only difference. They have the exact same thing where they had one guy helming it and directing everything. They did that ten years ago. Guess what? It ended up to where we are now. Yeah, and it's weird because like he's not announced for to direct any of these projects, but he wrote the Superman one. He and no, he is he not directing Superman? The producer wants him to. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I so heard we'll he was see. directing. It. He's also got his hands in like. All, directing all the TV shows and writing yes. all the TV Which shows. Which is why I think he probably won't do the movies because that's there's only so much time in the day. I know. But but, I, but that's that's just the thing. I'm like, this guy's a director and a and a writer. He's not a producer. Like it's tough to point down point out the problem because like we've been we're, we're ragging on DC now. But Marvel has its own issues with ho- like homogeneity within their stories. I think the problem. This is just going to lead to the same thing, though. Is my thing with this, like, so like how how would you solve it? I I don't want to be the guy to solve it as a thing because I I don't like any of these things as it is. Like I'm not I'm not the target audience. And clear, the target audience of this is eating it up. So I'm like maybe there is nothing wrong with it. I mean, Fire James Gunn was trending. Now that's probably, that doesn't mean anything. That's anymore. probably just Zack Snyder fans like holding out hope stuff getting a hashtag doesn't mean anything anymore like i don't know i think there is a lot of negative backlash from the Zack snyder fans but is that overblown it's tough to say because they're they're so emboldened because they got their cut which they were gonna get no matter what they said on twitter exactly i think the thing is you just need to put less focus on like on the announcements on the who's directing. Yeah. That's the exhausting thing with all of this. Is I, that we keep getting these things and then stuff doesn't happen. They're like that lantern show announced 10 years ago. Gone. We had a new lantern show. going to be different. Why does it even matter? 
terrestrial based because when I think of <laughs> Green Lanterns, Earth. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I never heard anything about Shazam. And then Shazam came out. Yeah, it just happened. I, I, I saw the, the, the trailer came out and that was it. Yeah. And I, I liked it okay when it came out, but then I rewatched it last year and I liked it a whole lot more. And now I'm very excited for the second one. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm ready to be let down by the second one just from what I've seen. But. No, this is a year, but, but despite everything I've said, this is the year where I'm letting myself get excited for movies. And I'm le- that's one of the ones I'm letting myself get excited for. But that's a that's a big thing when DC made its announcement. It's just like, man, I don't care about any of these. Yeah. I don't care enough to like be angry about I mean, I've I've been angry in this episode, but that's you know, because we're on a podcast and it's more fun to listen it's, to it's it's the so it's the opposite of it's because Marvel Marvel's problem is like you said, the homogeneity. There's this brand synergy that everybody wants to see where like, you know, even in what if everybody's voiced by the same character, whether they're a good voice actor or not, or just getting an impersonation done of themselves, which lends itself to some very boring adaptions of things because it's all the same thing. Basically, DC has the problem where they they've, they've had this problem since 2013. They just really want to be Marvel, but they also like being unique. They also still fund all these DC animated movies. They still have. They did. They're all canceled now. But they had all these uh, TV shows going on. Uh, animated and live action. I say they're all canceled now. Superman and Lois is still going. So we still, we're still going to have like two Supermen or whatever. Which I don't think is a problem. We'll have two Batman. Well, but, and, but we're still going to have two Batman at the same time. Because they really want to do the Marvel thing. But these characters are big enough to have multiple interpretations. Yeah. The, but the downside of that is the only ones we're going to get multiple interpretations of is Batman and Superman. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Nothing else. Cause I, I, cause I said it when, before it, the, the, the gunning was announced or whatever you want to call it, where, you know, b- before there was when, when it was still just Henry Cavill out and I'm like, I have no interest in these movies. If they're going to keep like, just like sidestepping around the fact that they don't have, Two of the biggest pillars of that universe cast mm-hmm. at any point in time. I don't care it, if they're going to because they're still pushing it as a shared universe. I'm like, but it's not. <laughs> now, now I'm just like, they, they, there's no plan for this. I, they, there's no rebooting and starting over. It's just it's just tainted. They it's, it's always going to be like this. <laughs> I have no faith it's ever going to get better. Holding to continuity that DC really could go on their own right now and pull a pool of Fox X-Men, which had a lot of its own problems, but man, I always had hope for those movies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's one of those things where like, we, you know, even before we got the Zack Snyder take on the characters, I'm like, well, worst comes to worst. I still have the animated stuff. I, re, you know, I still have everything Bruce Tim worked on. And, you know, it is one of those, these things where it's like, I really hope that in, four years we can look back and be like ah we were just being pessimistic who knows though only time will tell <laughs> i'd argue i'm being realistic but <laughs> yeah but like who knows you know yeah ask me three years ago and i would have been like avatar 2 is gonna be whatever and avatar 2 rocks i'd still argue it's whatever but it was pretty good to watch in theaters <laughs> Listen, I'm, i ain't going into it for the for the deep uh the deep drama i'm going into because uh, yeah, it, it looks pretty yeah i know <laughs> Better than most of the blockbusters that came out last year, which is another <laughs> thing. Another thing that maybe 
these studios need to need to think over, especially Marvel. Hey, take your time. How, how about some <laughs> gaps in between all this stuff? How about we don't constantly have a Marvel show going on Disney Plus? Not gonna happen. Yeah, people eat it up. Oh, there hasn't been a Marvel show in a hot minute, so who knows? Yes, there hasn't. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to make space for Andor, and I don't know what's the show is right now. Willow, I guess, or well, Mandalorian's out in like a month. Yeah, uh, a Bad Batch, I think, is out right now. Yes. Although we're saying out right now, this episode's going to be out. Now. Oh, it's going to be a minute. <laughs> this is going to be super dated conversation. Anyway, hey Joe, <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> uh, what am I reading next time? Oh, uh, I got two choices for you. Want to do something that's indie? That's still indie or that was indie and isn't indie anymore. Wow, that's a weird, weird combo. I mean, I'm all about staying with the indie that's indie. Let's do that one. Okay. The only character I can think of just like on the spot who is indie and now is no longer indie is uh, Angela from the Spawn universe. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) That might be a bad description. It's a Vertigo book, so it's no longer technically indie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it ever really indie? Who knows? It was an imprint of the big two. It doesn't matter. What Vertigo book would you give me? Oh, yay. Power Rangers. Volume one. Indie. Boom. Yeah, it is by Boom. Yep. Now, this is Higgins. Is that the guy who wrote? Radiant Black. Okay. Yes. All right. Um. This will be the second. I don't. I don't know. I don't have anything to say. This will be the second Power Rangers book we talked about. This, I imagine, I'll have a similar take as to the first one. Oh, I was like, are you are you making a, a jab at Radiant Black? But no, you're talking about Power Rangers v Justice League. Yeah, you forgot about it, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's a forgettable cup. Hey guys, if you if you if you enjoy super dated conversations, uh, give this a five star rating on the podcast platform that you're listening to this on. Um, maybe, maybe if you tell me, then we'll start talking about more dated stuff. Maybe, probably not. Maybe who knows? This will be a really weird episode. I, I always, there, there are one or two episodes I've, that I know I have to do on my other podcasts. I think I'm going to get negative feedback from, even though we never get feedback. This has now become the episode of all new 52 that I think (laughs) we're going to get negative feedback from, even though we don't get feedback. (laughs) You can email us with feedback so that that can be rendered a null and void statement from Caleb at onlyfifty-two-podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week with many more from Power Rangers Volume 1. See ya.